The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I knew a man bojangles and he danced for you. Worn out shoes, silver hair and ragged shirt and baggy pants. The old soft shoe, he jumps so high, he jumps so high, and then he'd lightly touch down. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. That's 1-800-610-7035. Email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, you can always chat with our studio people by typing in the MSN address xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com and our website www.xzoneradiotv.com. Don't forget the new Exxon Radio podcast player is available. It has over 908 interviews in it. Each and every night, new, the four interviews that we do during this broadcast will be added. So it'll keep on adding and adding and adding to that number. Right now, over 908 interviews, and it's available on all our sites, especially xzonepodcast.com. My guest this hour is Gary Robertson, and Gary has invested decades into traditional and non-traditional modalities concerning mental and physical health and healing. He has been director for, of a nonprofit organization, Springs Foundation, that uses energy psychology and energy medicine, developing programs that provide extraordinary benefit to the client seeking relief from a wide range of difficulties. Gary became interested in the human potential movement of the late 1960s, beginning with encounter groups. Two important themes from that era found deep roots within him, authenticity, and experimental applicability. To proclaim ability and methodology with helping people change, the helper must be the product of the process that he or she professes. Most therapists are uh, apt with talking, but few actually walk the walk and are worth finding. Gary studied with some of the best, including the subject of his book, Adventures with Master Lini, and personally experienced the world, uh, the work that is documented in his latest book, Genuine Being. 
Joining me now is Gary Robertson. Gary, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. It's our great pleasure. Um, is uh, Let me just uh, ask you this question before we go to a commercial break. Is there really such a thing as normal and or paranormal reality? Well, that's a matter of opinion. And, and in my opinion, uh, a lot of the assumptions that we have about what's normal don't play out if we actually start examining what people mean by uh, a normal reality or what's abnormal. It's like what's what's paranormal mm-hmm. for me, uh, for someone like Colleen a Messenger, um, that's her normal reality. So there's a huge difference between what I see going on and, and what she experiences going on in the same location at the same time. So uh, what we're talking about when we're saying normal and paranormal are usually more talking about what's the level of consciousness that someone's operating at, what's their perceptual skill level, what talents do they have um, with perception. Um, so they can, if you actually get 10 people in, and you get them to define what's normal and compare it, you'll find 10 different definitions. So are we to assume then that one's perception of reality is based on their own belief system? Well, beliefs are a way, a lot of times, of organizing reality or limiting it or expanding it. Um, it's, those are more modalities to get to reality. Um, reality is going on all the time for everybody. Um, and people, some, some people say, well, in order to see something, you have to believe in it. I don't go there anymore. Um, I think um, it's possible and it's actually preferable in, in my experience to get beyond belief. All right, you and I have to take our commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Gary Robertson is our guest this hour, Exxon Nation. www.helenamessenger.com. That's H-E-L-E-N-A-M-E-S-S-E-N-G-E-R.com. And he's the author of The Adventures of Master Lini. We'll be back on the other side of this break in two minutes. Don't go away. Robertson is my guest this hour. www.helenamessenger.com is the website. He's the author of The Adventures of Masterlini. Tell me, is it possible to get all metaphysical these days without getting all whacked out over it? Um, I think it is. Um, In fact, I think if you're really going to get in very far into the metaphysical realms, uh, it's absolutely necessary uh, not to get whacked out because uh, it can be pretty risky. How do you stay away from the woo-woo factor? Well, what I do, <laughs> I, I keep one foot very firmly on the ground. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a system that I use um, 
to qualify things. And I'm, I'm borrowing from material from a bunch of different places um, in order to be able to simply determine whether something has any level of validity or um, integrity and start with that. And if it doesn't have integrity, I don't pay any attention to it. Why do you think so many people, Gary, actually get sucked into all the weird aspects of the metaphysical and stay away from the realistic ones? Well, because most people don't uh, have a way of determining the difference. Uh, people, um, you can't go very far in any direction, whether you're, you're, you're talking about like uh, channeling or, mm -hmm. or you know, following uh, teachings from some non-physical spiritual being, um, or if you get into the darker side, it's the, the danger is the same with, um, with being taken to places where you're actually dealing with consciousnesses, you don't have any way of, of uh, determining what, what their agenda is, because they're usually very high-level consciousness, that's why we want to talk to them in the first place. Um, but I've had personal experience in a number number of times with um, spiritual teachings that basically don't have that that, that level of integrity. So um, they can really get you um, highly compromised. You know, you've got people watching TV, these different uh, paranormal shows that are on. And, uh, you know, they, they can get the wrong idea. Plus, you've got people who are searching the Internet, by the way, I call that the largest septic receptacle ever created by man uh, and you know the, it all depends on what site they land on whether or not they're going to be real about the metaphysical or else they're going to be sucked into the woo-woo factor so how do we how do we guide people to stay away from the woo-woos and and go with the credible go with the real metaphysical that is out there well i think it's impossible to do it mentally um, I think one sorting process you can use mentally is, um, is there any verifiable result? And that's one thing that I really stay with. I've heard some very, very interesting stories, and the stories can suck you into mm -hmm. um, all kinds of uh, things, even um, uh, you know, big, big sets of books about things. You um, don't really know, uh, unless you're absolutely willing to, to check, is th does this do anything? You know, uh, one of the, the, the followings that I that I studied was science of mind for a while, and I, I really love the um, the practicality of that approach. That it's you know, it's great to have a lot of uh, spiritual um, insights into things, but if they don't put bread on your table, um, they're not real helpful right now. You know, the, one of the things, and you see, you see it even in the, in the standard teachings like Christianity, where um, you know here Jesus was teaching about um, the kingdom of heaven is at hand; it's right here, it's right now, mm -hmm. and I got changed to well, you have to die in order to get it, and you have to jump through all these hoops, and you have to do all these things, and you're probably not going to make it anyway. So then you get hooked in. Well, you see, hooked into something else. Now, as far as I under, I understand. Christianity and the Bible, that premise of, of having to die for it uh, was, was certainly not in the teachings of Christ. He was trying to tell everybody, hey, heaven is here on earth. Right. And, and it, every, see, just about every kind of teaching you get, mm -hmm. if it starts changing the fundamental message, yeah. 
then you know something else is in control of it, and it's it's already whether it's a woo-woo factor or if it's uh, that's a, that basically loses loses integrity when it goes right there. And if you can check that, then then go there. But what about organizing? What about religious philosophies like the Church of Scientology, where that's under a lot of uh, scrutiny these days because some of the high-profile members are are complaining about certain aspects of the church that they full well entered into, knowing what they were getting into. But now, be, uh, certain members of the other uh, of the other church are are causing waves, and uh, it's got public scrutiny watching it. And now they're changing their story. You know, is this a good example of how metaphysical things can change? Well, how it gets contaminated, yes. Um, in fact, uh, there was uh, someone that, um, well, in fact, uh, Helena Messenger was telling me that her ex-husband was very much into Scientology, and some of the techniques that she uses for mm-hmm. hands-on healing came from Scientology originally, but it was in uh, in her ex-husband's experience that a group came in and essentially took over the organization and as a group that didn't have integrity. I've seen that also happen with uh, the Conversations with God Foundation, uh, where if you really start getting in and get to a certain level of, of uh, public influence, then uh, it also gets to be targeted by groups that want to control it for purposes other than it was set up for. And if you can tell that, if you can, you know, if you got some way of, of being able to determine that, then you know when to back off and get out of there. And you know, Scientology, uh, if you just check the quality of the energy right now, it's very negative. Hmm. Tell me, who is Helena Messenger anyway? Um, she just presents herself as a as a uh, hands-on healer, uh, clairvoyant healer, and she's a very unusual, highly talented person, and I've. I, when I met her, I was really looking for help mm-hmm. um, because I had gotten uh, involved with a couple, with two different groups that uh, had become contaminated. And I, <laughs> I'm saying, don't go there. That was some of the best advice I had from one of my my mentors before that. Don't go there. But the problem is, I already had. And there are there are lines of connection, energy connection that that can get established that uh, are become very problematic. They can create disease. They can um, keep the kinds of things from happening that I wanted to happen. The kind of energy that I was putting together to generate things for my purposes was getting taken away to support other stuff. All right, so what is your connection with Helena Messenger right now? Because your website is www.helenamessenger.com. Well, um, yeah, I gave you that website because um, that the book uh, Adventures of Master Lini is about my adventures with her, and and, and meeting her and, and a lot of the, the the kind of reality that uh, is normal for her. For instance, um, if if people are interested in talking about paranormal uh, and interested in someone who can go there and operate in those kind of realms and do healing work within those and can um, do some amazing things um, in order. She, I mean, if she talks about something is going on uh, with you, like the first session I had, she was talking about, well, your liver has got this kind of thing going on. And uh, and I'd, I'd heard that from some other people, so it didn't surprise me that she could identify that there was a negative kind of energy in my, uh, in my liver that was impairing its function. 
but then I was like, well, you know, take take this potion for a month, or that's what norm, people normally do, you know, do this liver cleanse or something like that. I've been mm-hmm. told to do those kind of things. And, and so, like, in the time we were discussing, and I said, well, what am I going to do about it? And she said, well, I've already done it. <laughs> and, so, and what did she uh, do? Finding, what did she do? Yeah. Uh, she, she was uh, removing the, the uh, energy pattern that was in my liver that was impairing its function. And you know this so, how? Yeah. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah. And how do you know that this really happened? Um, because my, my digestion improved, for one thing, but I can also, I, I have my own ways, like I said, of, of, uh, of verifying things, too. Um, separate, so I'm not sitting there just being thinking. Well, no, that's a nice story. I want to believe that, so I'm going to believe that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't believe or disbelieve it. What I do is check and see if it's valid or not. And when I when I check what what she does and what she says, um, we do this all the time together. She sees something and we talk about it and um, things that happened in the past or, or, or happening in another location, different time, different place, whatever, it's it's all accessible uh, to someone with the kind of talent that she has, but she's also able to do something that has verifiable results too, and that impresses me. Now, what is her background? Um, well, let's see. She, she grew up um, in uh, this standard kind of family and mm-hmm. was stood out from... The way she puts it is that she came into this world um, fully open, psychically. She's clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, um, and then she also ended up with a lot of training, too. Um, but she was um, a um, Benedictine sister for seven years, and she's had a lot of you know, very beautiful kinds of experiences that you want to hear about if you're interested in woo-woo kind of stuff. But essentially, uh, in the chapel, some great big light being showed up and lit up the whole chapel and said, you have to leave. So she did. Now, what have, what have you yourself witnessed? Oh, i got all kinds of things. Um, Why don't you hold that thought? We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour right now, Gary. Gary Robertson's our special guest. We're talking about... Helena Messenger. The website is www.helenamessenger.com. Gary is the author of The Adventures of Master Lini. 1-800-610-7035 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, if you'd like to uh, listen to any of our podcasts, one place to go now, www.exonepodcast.com. There's a podcast player right there with over 908 interviews. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Hello and welcome to the Mental Health Hotline. If you are obsessive-compulsive, press 1 repeatedly. If you are codependent, ask someone to press 2 for you. If you have multiple personalities, press 3, 4, 5, and 6. If you are paranoid, we know what you are and what you want. Stay on the line and we'll trace your call. If you're delusional, press 7 and your call will be transferred to the mothership. 
if you are schizophrenic, listen carefully and a small voice will tell you which number to press. If you are depressive, it doesn't matter which number you press, no one will answer you. If you are dyslexic, press 69696969. If you have a nervous disorder, please fidget with the hash key until the beep. After the beep, please wait for the beep. If you have a short-term memory loss, please try your call again later. And if you have low self-esteem, hang up. All our operators are too busy to talk to you. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Blinda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the XM. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. <laughs> Robertson is our special guest this hour, www.helenamessenger.com. He's the author of The Adventures of Master Lini. And uh, before we went to the break, Gary, you and I were talking about uh, Helena Messenger, and I asked you if you had ever seen anything strange or out of the unusual or any anything that you would classify as paranormal while in the presence of Helena Messenger. Yeah. Um, well, essentially, when after I met her and started spending some time with her, um, all kinds of uh, paranormal stuff were going on, and things that were I would consider paranormal that were pretty much normal reality for her. Um, could, one of the examples that I, I I try to give to people to get um, just a perspective on the difference between what I see and what Shiva sees is. I remember the first time I did that, we were we were in a in a park at a um, little mountain fair, and there were maybe 50 people that I could see. And I mm-hmm. said, "Okay, I see about 50 people here. How many do you see?" And she was saying, "Well, there's about 5,000, and then there's layers and layers beyond that of spiritual mm-hmm. beings who are uh, involved all the time." Mm-hmm. And you know, we have very very simplistic ways of talking about those things. We say, "Well, if they're from God, they're all angels, or they're God, or it's all that kind of no, stuff. No, well, that's, that's Gary. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm getting at. What kind right. of strange things? Like you were telling us that when she was a nun, she was in the in the church or an abbey, and and this great light filled up the room, and this voice said, "You must leave." And this is when she left after seven years of being a nun. What have you seen mm-hmm. like that? Well. Um, See, I don't see this stuff, so I can't tell you um, from my 
particular perspective what um, what was going on. So how do you know it's real? Um, well, like I said, I, I, I have ways of checking. Um, I, I simply check for the validity of what she's saying a lot of the time. But how and, can you check for validity of 5,000 people, multiple layers, if you can't see it? Um, well, I use various forms of kinesiology. Um, it's like muscle testing, dowsing, there's like four or five different versions of it, and I had developed that before I met her. Um, but uh, like I said, I, I also look for what's verifiable when you start uh, uh, interacting with those kinds of beings. And, and uh, one example was uh, when I first met her, at, um, I was living in a, uh, a tri-level mm-hmm. house, and I, it was just temporary residence for me because I had to move because the other place that I was in got really infested. And I didn't expect this little um, suburban kind of tract, tract home to have any problems with it. But I was talking to the guy um, who owned the house, and, and he was telling me some about the history of the house and that actually the people he'd gotten from, the lady had gotten really sick, and progressively sick, and so she had to leave the house. And... So we were talking about that, and he was also talking about um, he and his wife had moved into the house, and they had ended up splitting up because she wouldn't sleep in the bedroom. And he insisted that that was the bedroom, and he wasn't going to leave, and so eventually they split up. And so the guy had a new girlfriend, and she wouldn't sleep in the bed either. And so I said, well, that sounds interesting. So we went up, and I just started doing my checking, and he was checking, and he just put his hand out, and I said, okay, there's... Uh, uh, a really reversed energy right here over your bed, and there's one over here in the corner of the room. And he could feel the difference in the temperature there. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, okay, we didn't think much about that. And I was going down, and, and this is kind of a long story. I'll try to cut it as short as I can. But it, I went down, and I started doing some plumbing work in the basement mm-hmm. because I said I would do it. And so um, I've done a lot of that kind of work. I've done yeah. the modeling work, and, and I figured maybe a two-hour job. And so in the first hour, I had it three-quarters done. And then in the next hour, I maybe had another one of three pieces done. And I started having the experience that I'd had in this other book, the building that was really infested with, with, with negative energy spirits and so on. And so I, um, it's, it's like starting to... To, to get really thick in my head, and it's hard to make decisions. And I went back to the hardware store, and I got three different times, uh-huh. and I couldn't get the right piece, and I couldn't find, you know, couldn't make this this fit, and so on. And so finally, it's like I recognized, oh, there's something going on here, and I just backed out of it and left it. And Helena was going to be coming over. Uh-huh. We'd already set up an appointment, so I thought, okay. I know what to do with incenses and so on to drive this stuff out and change the energy with it. But let's see what she does. So she came in, and I took her in, and I started telling her what was going on there. And while I was talking to her, I was just standing there, and all of a sudden it felt like the floor moved. And it's like I got, you know, like earthquake kind of thing, like the floor had moved, and I I hadn't moved, but it was just a sensation. And I said, whoa, what happened? And she said, well, there's... There are two um, ghostly spirits here, and one of them pushed you. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? And she said, well, yeah. And so anyway, we ended up having conversations with them through her, and, and um, they, had, they had been there before the house was there. And so 
they had come into the house and they were upstairs essentially. That was their hangout with that bedroom. They well, like sexual energy, had something so they hung upstairs. out with sexual energy. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, <laughs> when this guy and I had gone up there, well, we had essentially engaged them. Well, they hadn't been in the basement and they followed me down. And so they started messing with me there. And it's like, according to her, their perspective was I was being terribly rude because I knew that they were there. We had essentially engaged them and I was ignoring them. And so they were simply trying to get my attention and talk to me. And, and I, <laughs> I said, well, make them leave. And she said, we can't do that. I said, well, well, why not? She said, well, they were here before the house. They have more right to be here than you do. Okay. And I said, well, okay, can we make them a better offer? <laughs> and so essentially we did. And the, the difference was the energy in the room cleared. Well, when we started talking to them directly, the energy cleared. Mm -hmm. And then I could go to the same hardware store and look in the same set of parts and find exactly what I needed and finish up the job in 20 minutes. All right, so, so what does the, the negative entity, if we can call it that, have to do with what happened at the hardware store? I, I, I can't follow this one. Well, it, it was affecting me to the point where I couldn't stay clear enough in the room to, to figure out what to do with the plumbing. And it wasn't changing the physical aspect of the plumbing. What was changing was was my uh, my perspective on things and my ability to to see what was going on. And is is it possible there was something in the basement that was causing you to not think rationally? Is there was there something in the air? Was there a can of open solvent that could explain this? No. I, I I lived in the room right across. That was my my bathroom, mm. and I lived right across from that. And I didn't have that experience for the two months before then, and I didn't have it afterwards. And so, uh, it was very temporary. And it was um, you know from from all my checks and from you know to to verify what was going on. Uh, what Helena was saying was was precise and accurate, and the solution that we ended up with resolved the situation because it never happened again. All right. So besides this uh, this event where where uh, where Helena was apparently able to to uh, you know to quiet down the revolt of the two spirits, what well, else? Well, actually, she removed them. They you know, they they, oh. they got removed. Oh, she did. She essentially Ooh. she essentially healed the problem that they were having. Uh huh. Why? Why they were they weren't evil spirits or anything. They they had had some really negative experience themselves and hadn't been able to get go through transition and had been hanging around long enough that their energy started getting more and more contaminated and heavy and dark gotcha. and so on. And so essentially, what she was doing in order to solve my problem with the plumbing mm -hmm. was to solve their problem with uh, why they were still stuck. I also I also read in the information that you sent us that uh, you believe automobiles have personalities. Um, again, if we talk about belief or dis disbelief, I don't believe it, and I don't disbelieve it. What I can do is is uh, work with the, the the possibility that 
Um, automobiles have a, a particular kind of personality, and you know, pe- people are going around all the time talking to their automobiles, and they say they, they get positive results from doing that. I don't know anyone who talks to their automobile. Oh. I know a lot um, of people who curse and swear at it because it doesn't <laughs> run right. Yeah, I've done that too. I've yeah, done a lot of that. <laughs> but, I, but I've never, I've never, in all my years, and all my travels, I've never heard or seen anyone talking to their automobile. Huh. And, and if that's the case, do you talk to a Chev differently than you talk to a Ford? Oh, absolutely. Uh, according to, uh, like, Helena, if, mm-hmm. if she's talking to a particular automobile, she's not talking to the Chevy. She's talking to the consciousness that decided to be in that vehicle in order to have an experience. Like to, to, wait a second. I, I have to ask you this. I have to ask you this right now. Before you met Helena, did you ever think that people may be talking to their cars and the cars might have personalities? I thought it was pretty strange to be doing that. But, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd had experiences with cars that, that uh, seemed to be they seemed to be really um, difficult to work uh-huh. with. And, and it's like I had a, a Volvo that I, that I put together. Uh, I bought an engine and a body and some other parts as a package deal, and I spent a year trying to get that car on the road, and it it fought me tooth and nail every step of the way. Unreal. Tell me, what is your relationship with Helena? Well, we started out um, as colleagues, and we were exchanging services and so on, and it just got so interesting. I mean, how often do you get the opportunity to talk to someone who can say, well, the problem you were having with your Volvo is this and such, and help explain it. I don't know uh, if I'd want it. it was 20 years before yeah. that. And, and, the, and things like... Um, uh, all right, okay, so, so let's, get to the, let's get to the end. What is your relationship with Helena now? Oh, um, we're partners. Uh, we, we call it soul partnering. And, uh, are, you re- are, are you involved romantically? Yeah, that too. So I could call you her agent or her manager. No, I'm not. I'm not. That's not. That's not part of the partnership. Um, but then why did you? Why do you uh, promote the website? Well, because that's the access to the book. I, I wrote the book about my. These are uh, my adventures, early adventures with her. And it's mostly pretty lightweight stuff that mm-hmm. I put in the book. It's not the the really difficult heavy duty stuff that we've also gotten into. Um, the the set of questions that I answered to you know about what your show is about uh, had to do with with uh, paranormal. And right. That's pretty much what I was you know what the book is about is a lot of of uh, expanded reality experiences. Well, all right. What was it in your life that made you look outside of the box for guidance? Because oh, I couldn't find answers in the box. Uh, what, what, the what, were the que- what were the questions that you were seeking answers to? Well, um, could I continue surviving as a human being in, in a human body? That was that was probably the major question. Alina kept saying when I when I met her, I looked pretty gray, uh-huh. and I, and uh, probably would not have survived more than a, another year or two. And this was verified by a medical doctor, right? Um. No, I didn't have any any fatal condition. What I had was um, uh, a lot of stuff affecting me that I that medical uh, doctors just 
wouldn't go there. They wouldn't even talk to me about it. I didn't have an identifiable medical condition that they could treat, so they weren't interested. In so how do you know you were going to? Uh, you only had about two years to survive. I don't. I, I don't know that. I. You know, that's just. Uh, that's what she was saying, and I know uh, I had. There were several people at the same time who were saying similar mm-hmm. kind of things. All right, you uh, and I have one, to take our final break. Stand by. Exxon, this is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, 1-800-610-7035, toll-free throughout the entire world. My website, exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, you can always chat with us here, exxonradiotv uh, at hotmail.com, and our website, exxonradiotv.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Gary Robertson's our guest. Uh, Gary, what's your take on angels? Um, well, let's see. I, what my understanding of, of, about angels is that um, what, what I would call angels and what most people call angels, and, and, and um, the Bible talks about angels, mm-hmm. um, and what someone who can talk to them directly, like Helena says, uh about it, or, or no, 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 you missed my question. I didn't ask you what Helena says. I asked you what huh? you said. Okay, um, well, my, my experience with working with the uh, angelic realm is that um, there are certain ones that can call uh-huh. on who can do things when I need help with them. Things I, I can't see the angels, yep. but I can... Um, Okay, here's an here's an example. Um, I started working with uh, Archangel Michael because people say, you know, Archangel Michael will help you out. He said he's a powerful angelic being and so on, and and he has a high level of integrity, and he will yeah. do if you ask him to do something, he will do it. And so I was I was playing around with that and trying it out, and and uh, I was in the front yard uh, at this one house, and and uh, I got knocked down, and I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have thought about it that way, except that. About three or four months before, I was working with a client who was had had that experience, and she got knocked down hard enough that it broke uh, her wrist and, and her uh, her ankle mm-hmm. um, just from walking and getting knocked down. And that's you know physically that's impossible to have that kind of accident uh, to hit that hard. And I had, but I had the same thing except that I just took one step and I hit the ground so quick that I I. Um, um, I bounced. <laughs> I didn't even get my, my hand out to catch myself. Now, now Gary, you and said you were working with a client. What kind of work do you do with clients? Well, what she was wanting to know was how to stop that kind of thing from happening. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I, what I was primarily doing at that time was working with energy psychology, which basically translates what's going on with somebody energy psychology. Um, mentally uh, or emotionally as a, a, an energy some kind of energy form or energy uh, pattern. Uh-huh. I work more with energy patterns right now than than quantities of energy. Um, but basically, any kind of um, well, Einstein proved that anything physical can, is is energy. So it's easier to 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 say if I'm really angry, well, mm-hmm. that's there's a lot of energy there. 
and so we can work with it direct, work with the energy directly to clear things. Gary, we've run out of time for tonight. I do want to thank you so much for joining us. Gary Robertson has been our guest of this hour. And uh, I don't know what to say. He's a, he's a, he's a gentleman who's had gone from, from trial to trial to trial, obviously searching for someone or something in life. I, I, I don't know what it is. And here he's found somebody that's... Helena Messenger, who he's attached himself to, and he's helping people. That's scary. That is really scary. Can you just imagine a person helping another person who is seeking and searching themselves? Now, isn't that like saying, doctor, heal thyself? Except I think you'd have a better choice and a better chance with a doctor. What the hell? Check his website out, helenamessenger.com. He is the author of The Adventures of Master Lini. Hey, I don't write it. I just read it. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues here on the Talk Star Radio Network. And as you can tell by the song I'm playing, you've got it, Exxon Nation. Another one bit the dust. This definitely will have a big red DNR on the file. And DNR stands for Do Not Rebook. I'll be back on the other side of this break with the news at six and a half minutes past. Don't go away. Rebooks, 